there. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast, where our goal is to bring you real-world information to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, I'll be joined by Katherine Pittman. Now, Katherine is a mom of three who has served in ministry for many years. She's passionate about getting into the words with her kids and helping you to do likewise. Today's episode is rich with practical information and ideas to help your family thrive and grow together as you make time in God's Word a regular part of your day. You know, for many of the families I talk to, whether they are new to homeschooling or have been doing it for a long time, they find themselves completely at a loss and even a little or a lot scared from time to time. Are they doing it right? Are they doing enough? Why are they even trying? Because of those and a thousand other conversations I've had through the years, David asked me to put together a curriculum of sorts to help homeschool families fully grasp the amazing call and privilege God has given them. Can you even imagine what would happen if the thousands of homeschool families who know our great God would really key into the mission behind what God has called them to do? Our world would be changed for sure as God's people passed their faith onto their children, encouraged one another to engage in the mission in their own communities and more. So I invite you to join me for Heart School. In that class, we'll look at everything from foundation of why you would Heart School to the relationships impacted by it, to how a Heart Schooler approaches the nuts and bolts like choosing curriculum, planning our days and more. I believe God will use this to change the thinking and maybe even the path of all who tune in. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash heart school to learn more about this class and join me there today. And now I invite you to join me as we drop right into my conversation with Katherine Pittman. Welcome back, everybody. It is a delight to have Catherine Pittman with us today. Catherine uh, has been in ministry for a long time and really has a heart to help families know how to get into God's word together, but also to encourage them with a lot of different um, different ways to do that. So Catherine, welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background uh, before we dive into talking about how our families can really thrive by being in God's word together? Yeah, thanks, Leslie. Um, my name is Catherine and I have three kids. Um, I've been homeschooling about seven years. Um, and before that, and even continuing through this, um, I've been working in various forms of ministry with my husband almost since I became a Christian. So probably more than 20 years, um, especially with youth and young adults. And then as those youth and young adults have grown and been married and so through some various stages of life with, um, with a lot of young adults and teens that have met in our living room for Bible studies and then gone on to get married. And um, so that's where our heart lies. It's really with the younger generation. And we've really always had this burden that the younger generation would fall in love with the Lord, fall in love with his church, fall in love with the word. And I'm just, so, by God's grace, we've been kind of trying to gather them together and hold that before them for a lot of years. So um, that's our background a little bit. I also teach in Sunday school and I teach at homeschool co-ops, probably like many of us. Um, so yeah, that's my background a little bit. 
Well, that is, that's exciting. It's, it's always exciting to talk to people who've been faithful for a lot of years and for whom you can see their heart for, for serving God and serving God's people really shine through. So um, it's, it's encouraging to hear your testimony, Catherine. Um, As we were talking before, there is, there's really no way for any believer to truly thrive if we're not getting into God's word. And I just, Mm -hmm. I want to let you talk to us about that a little bit. One of the things that's so concerning to me as I talk to, um, talk to families who teach them diligently, as I talk to people in our churches and communities and so on, there, there's a true lack of knowing and understanding God's word among his people. And the only way to change that is not not through exclusively better preaching or, or, or Bible study resources or anything. It's truly through getting in God's word. What have you found mm-hmm. through the years or how have you found that to be true through the years? Um, and, and what kind of impact have you seen on these, these young people that have gathered in your home for Bible studies as they've started really diving in? How have you seen that change their life? Mm. Um, I think you know, I, I can, I'll start with my own experience because I grew up in a Christian-ish home. I'll say ish. Mm. Um, we were a church-going family. Um, the Bible was present. I knew my parents read the Bible, but I really, I thought it was for them. I thought it was just for older people. Um, and so, I mean, my dad did read the word some with me when I was a kid. And my, my parents both, they held the word before me. Um, but when I first went to a Christian camp, I was 17 and um, there was a group that was gathering to read the word and the way they talked about it, it was like, it mattered to them and like it was impacting their lives. And that was something I had never seen before. I probably just hadn't been around a lot of real Christians, honestly, but like it, it was because the word, I thought the word was something far off or something too hard or too you know, too difficult for me to understand as a younger person. Um, and I, I think a lot of people actually have that thought, like I need a preacher to explain it to me, or I'm not going to possibly know how to understand the word enough to share it with my kids. Or what if a question comes up or what if we hit the genealogies or something weird like that? Like how, how can I make the word make sense to my kids? Um, anyways, I just found that as you read the word together, and I think this is true in a group of young adults, and it's true in a family, that as you read the word together, you realize this is for me, and these things apply. Um, and that was really, that was really a great encouragement with my own kids, is just like, wow, we're reading this story about David and Bathsheba, awkward story, right? Yeah. But all of a sudden, I find how useful this is to teach my boys to turn away from nakedness and yeah. don't turn away at the first glance. Don't let yourself linger on that. Um, we read, these are weird stories that you only find when you actually read through the Bible with your kids or like, um, like the story of Noah getting drunk mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he does something foolish and he's He's naked in the vineyards and, you know, but again, here you have such a practical example to hold before your children, like, okay, there's a foolishness of getting drunk. It's not just like, it's not just the word, like, don't do this. Now you see like the effects by reading through the word, you're seeing the effects and like real life examples of what happens based on the word of God. And so I could hold that before my kids, like, 
hey, there's one son who's covering up nakedness and he's fleeing, you know, or the two sons actually, and they're blessed by God. And you have, you have drunkenness that's leading you to do foolish things that you don't want to do. And we just kept discovering these very practical things for the kids mm-hmm. in the word of God that I've been able to refer back to over and over and over and over. And I, we have had so many experiences through this, even in the genealogies too, that I just have been amazed. Like, wow, the word of God, even the hard parts are for my kids. And if we can actually get in there to read together, like there are jewels there and there's so much stuff that's useful for teaching our children and and training them in righteousness not just because mom says so or not just because there's a rule that says don't do this but because I see it I see it in the word of God I see how my sin like reading through um I don't know Kings and Chronicles like you see how sin leads people away from from God like you just see the very real effects of of turning away from God and it leads you into really bad stuff and um Anyways, so I, um, yeah, I probably went off on all kinds of tangents on that question, but um, yes, I, I love the word. And I think when we read it together, we find these very practical, useful things for helping our children. Absolutely. And, and even to build on what you were talking about, how so many of those accounts that we read throughout the Old Testament that we actually don't even want to present to our children, <laughs> we're like, I don't want to go down that road. Um, right. <laughs> so many of those are truly instructive, but not only are they instructive as warnings for our children, but when our kids fall, when our kids stumble, they're such good reminders for, for who God is. David sinned yes. grievously. Not only did he commit adultery, but he committed murder. Yes. And yet our gracious God calls him a man after God's own heart. And to be yes. able to introduce our children yes. to that depth of love and grace despite your actions, despite, you know, when you turn back, when you repent, when you actually seek his face, God is so loving and so gracious to forgive. And it's those stories that we're able to use with our children to give them a much more full view of who God is, which is going to make their faith so much more authentic and so much stronger as they grow older and, and are faced with much more difficult things. Yes, you know, I just have to jump in because we were just reading through it. Um, we were reading the Christmas story in the Bible. I mean, the story of Jesus' birth in the Bible last week. We're going through the genealogies, and there was one day I couldn't get past the genealogies because we just started talking about who are all these people, yes. who are these women, who is Tamar, who is Rahab, and like all of a sudden we were stuck exactly like you said, just in the genealogies we were like, wow, how amazing is the Lord that he has brought all these people in to the line of Jesus. And yes, yes, just like what you said, it's like you see this beautiful picture of God, even in the genealogies. It's just, and they were right there. They were like, because they remembered the story. Right, right. We read, so they know these characters and they were just like, wow, wow. And we, you know, you get to talk about forgiveness and how these people were brought back in that really shouldn't be there. You know, if it was just, God keeping a record of sins, they shouldn't be there, but you see the mercy, but yes, amen. Well, and, and even our pastor did a phenomenal job since you brought up the genealogies there, um, that our pastor really keyed on this, this holiday season about the good news for all people and, and that the Mm -hmm. angels announced when Jesus was born and, and he went back to that genealogy and you do see, you see 
you see a foreshadowing of the fact that the Gentiles, that us who are not Jews, that we are not, you know, the, the Hebrews of the Old Testament. And yet God, even in the genealogy, brought in people who were sinful, who were unworthy, who were not supposed to be there, like you just said. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus brought along, he changed everything. He brought good news for all people. And that, again, these are just ways that you can so deeply strengthen your own faith as well as your kids. And, and that's the other thing that I really wanted to, to talk to you about as you are discipling your children through God's word and really intentionally getting into God's word, how have you seen God work in your own heart and change you personally? Because this is something that I could talk about for, you know, days on end, how God has used what I've been trying to teach my kids to fundamentally change me. Yeah, (laughs) you can't, but um, yeah. So I I almost feel like I need to step back a little bit to think when I first had children, you know, I was in in serving in the church for a long time before having children. And I was very into the word and maybe a bit of a Bible nerd. And when my kids came along, I really, I didn't know how to reconcile those two. It just seemed like uh, there's, there's, you know, I, I don't, I can't find time like I found before. So how can I study the word? Um, and it was almost depressing for a little while until the Lord really showed me, no, you can come alongside. You can do this right with them. Read the word, put them in your lap or, you know, you're praying or you're memorizing, Hey, let's turn it into a silly song and I'll memorize together. So, um, that was like, for me, that was like a light bulb transformational moment, just that I could do this with them. Um, but yes, as I, you know, you can't tell your kids, forgive one another as the Lord forgave you, if you're not turning right around and extending that forgiveness um, to them. So I, I really found as find as soon as something leaves my mouth to share it with them, the Lord is bringing that same voice right back to me like, oh yeah, remember what you're trying to teach them? Um, so uh, yes, I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I have found to be so true through the years is, well, well, two things, actually. One, something that I didn't realize I was doing, um, but because God is faithful and he answers our prayers, even when we don't see exactly what he is doing, my getting in God's word. And then when the kids were really young, I started talking about it. This is what God taught me in my devotions this morning. And we would, mm-hmm. we would just go around. Well, well, I was modeling for them without actually understanding what I was doing that, that they just thought that's what Christians do. You get in God's word every day. That's, that's mm-hmm. all that they saw. Mm-hmm. And so it was very natural for them as they got older to do likewise. Mm-hmm. And, and by God's grace. And, and again, it is, it is, all any good and perfect gift comes from God. And by God's grace, our children are now young adults. They are walking with God. They are, they are, um, I'm, I'm so excited to see what God has in store for them because they, their faith is so strong and they are investing in, in discipling others. And it's amazing to behold. Um, but God used just those little acts of obedience all along the way, those little conversations, just modeling for them what I believed I was supposed to be doing. And one of the things that you said before we actually started recording that really, really resonated was for so many, 
they don't think they have time to do this. I, I hear from moms all the time about how, you know, I just don't have time to get windy working, getting in God's word. And yet there is nothing that we won't do for our kids. And so when you are looking at it as a, a family time, when you are seeing the way that your walk with God actually impacts them, it's much easier to find that time and to, to really, really lean into that time. Mm-hmm. 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 So how, how have you found through the years that it works really well to incorporate your children into your Bible time, your devotions time, your family memorization time, whatever it should be? Mm-hmm. So we, we actually, in our home, we actually take a chunk of time in the morning before we start our day. And I honestly, if I could pick one reason why I homeschool, I probably wouldn't have picked this in the beginning. Um, I mean, there are so many advantages and flexibility that homeschooling gives you, but we have that, we have that ability to hold the word before them every morning. We have the ability to say, nope, we're going to give the Lord or the word the first half hour of our day or the first whatever. Um, so we, we do we do intentionally set aside the first after breakfast, we clear the table and we bring out the Bibles and we do set apart that time. Um, so, um, I mean, that being said, the foundation that we get from that 30 minutes in the word, I find myself referring to it all through the day. And exactly. it's working into every time I correct the kids or like, there's a fight over there. Hey, remember a soft answer turns away wrath. Hey, remember to use your words to build up and encourage and edify. Hey, remember to forgive as you've been forgiven. I mean, these verses and the stories that we talk about in that first half hour, they really do become the foundation for basically all of my interactions with them through the day. Um, so, uh, Well, yeah, they're setting but a lot of what we do our, our Bible work or memory work. Good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, those I are... was just gonna say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead and I'll chime in in a second. Um no, go go ahead. I think I lost it. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Sorry, there was a, a lag in your feed and I couldn't hear you at all. Mm-hmm. So um, but a lot of what we do is um it is really set that like you were noting that stuff that we're doing in the morning, those that focus in the morning time really is making it much easier to do as Deuteronomy six tells us as we walk, as we talk, as we Mm -hmm. do laundry or dishes or go to the grocery store or whatever we're doing throughout the day, those conversations naturally extend. And so that discipleship becomes incredibly, um, easy because it just is your normal conversation, which is exactly how God designed the family to function. Right. Right. I think a verse that's always, always, I mean, that I, the Lord showed me and then I wanted my kids to see it was seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so for us in our house, that kind of translates to seek first, whatever, before we pull out all of the math and the writing and the reading and all that stuff, Let's take a moment to be in the word. And we, we do linger over that time. Um, but I really think it could be 15 minutes. It could be 10 minutes. If you really feel like you don't have time in your day to set apart 30 minutes or an hour, you can, you can take one verse. You, it doesn't like we have tried to read a chapter a day 
and I've tried to have the kids draw. Um, now that they're older, they might pick one verse that stands out from that chapter um, and the youngest will draw and the older ones will draw and write the verse out. Um, and sometimes the youngest one will say, I need pictures. So we'll take out some picture Bibles, but hopefully have the stories that we're reading through. And um, that's helpful to him because then he can kind of draw what he's seeing. So we do really purpose to linger over that time for them to speak. Sometimes they'll, sometimes they'll read, sometimes they won't. And I don't, I don't force that, but now that they've gotten older, they want to, and yeah. they contribute more and they have their own thoughts. And that's really been a blessing because I feel like wow, I'm fellowshipping and being fed through my own children. I didn't expect that. Like, oh, and you know, it just for gets a lot, better. It just gets better as they get older. For, for, I was like, you know, for a while it was pouring in, pouring in, pouring in, and I'm doing a lot of talking and they're drawing and doodling. Um, but really the last couple of years, especially the last year, actually, they've been pouring in a lot more. Um, and um, and even they've been starting to read the word on their own and want to memorize on their own. And these are things like, I was like, wow, praise God. Like they really picked it up. Kind of like you were talking about with yep. your own kids. Um, so I, I have seen that. And that has been such an encouragement. But even before they were like getting their own stuff, they were asking questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when someone asks you a question, like, I don't know, for anyone who's taught Sunday school or, just, you know, your kids ask good questions and you're like, I don't know, but you know, when you have to answer their question, all of a sudden you're thinking about it too. And you're like, wow, Lord, like, why, why did you do that that way? And as you think, it's like, you have to meditate on the word and the word, you know, other verses start rumbling around inside you. And the Lord's edifying you just from this question that your five-year-old asked. That's right. So I found even that was like, wow, just in spending this time each morning, I'm getting pretty good Bible study just by reading through the word with my kids. And, um, and so it really, that time was so edifying for me also. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So you have, you have taken the, the time that you spent with your kids and you had noted as you were talking about that, how they would write out verses, they would draw whatever, and you've actually come up with a new curriculum for children um, for, and, and their families. So this is, it's called write the word on my heart. It's a Bible memorization curriculum. Um, but it also has a handwriting element and, and all kinds of stuff to it. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how families could use it and benefit from it? Yeah. So, um, I, when I became, I, I, like I mentioned before, I kind of was a Bible nerd. I memorized a lot before I had kids. Um, and I, that was useful for all kinds of things, but I really don't think I valued the memorized word and tr as much until I became a mom. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I had like waves of postpartum depression that would hit me and I'd be in the shower having these dark thoughts. And then the word of God would come to my heart. And, you know, Jeremiah says this, I will call to heart. Therefore I have hope. And he's, he's remembering God's faithfulness. He's remembering the word. He's remembering all these things. And it, it lifts him out of his despair. Um, and I had that experience many times in early motherhood. Um, and then as my kids got older, like I, I mentioned, you know, I'd have the word coming to me as far as instructing them and helping them. And I, it really just became such a source of life. Even we'd have young adults coming to our, our house sometimes with really hard questions. And I just felt, Lord, I'm so unprepared. I have nothing to help them. I'm like brain dead from having little kids and nursing and stuff. But then God in his mercy would bring to life some verse that was memorized years ago that could help them. 
And I, I just was like, wow, this memorized word is like precious. Yeah. Um, and I really started wanting, like, I mean, I just saw the way the Lord was feeding me, even in my lack of early motherhood, he was feeding me with the word that was in there. And I said, I want my kids to have this. I want them to, to really have something that's yeah. encouraging them towards memorizing the word and especially memorizing the word that um, is valuable to them. Like parts of scripture that, um, okay, like in Ephesians 6, one, it says children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now we would say all of scripture is valuable and the Lord can use anything to speak to our children. And yet you wonder if everybody was present when the word was being read and Ephesians was sent to the church in Ephesus and they're reading through it. You know, you hear children obey and all the children that are in that group probably perk their ears up and like, oh, this is something just for me. And so that was the heart with the write the word on my heart curriculum was to find 30 verses. There's, there's 30 verses, it's aimed to go over 30 weeks, but to find 30 verses that apply to our children that would mean something to them, that when they heard them, they would be like, oh yeah, this is for me, that it could become the Lord's voice in their heart to start convicting them or encouraging them or speaking to them, that they could really hear the word of God. Um, and actually my six-year-old who hasn't done the writing of this curriculum, he has a couple of verses that he's memorized. And I've been like, recently he, he was afraid at night. And I was just like, do you want to pray? Or do you want to think about something else before you go to bed? And he said, well, there's this one verse that I try to say to myself. And it was when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Nice. And that was one he had just heard us recite over and over doing this curriculum with the kids. Um, and the Lord was using it like, think on that when you fall asleep, so you're not afraid. And it was just like, wow, the Lord was using the word even to speak to him that he had heard us say so many times. Um, so things like that have been encouraging. Like, yes, the Lord is speaking to our children through, through the word. But I, I knew myself, so I did put together this curriculum and there's 30 verses and it's meant to learn one verse a week over the course of a year, um, a school year. And it covers, it covers things like fear and obedience to parents and, um, um, you know, a lot of our speech is edifying our actions, diligence, um, forgiving. It covers a lot of things like that. But um, really, I knew myself and I'm a little bit like we do scripture songs and we do. There's a lot of ways to memorize and we've tried many of them and we I'm all about scripture songs. And but I I felt like I am too scattered to that if I don't purpose to have something written down that we're following um, I feel like I won't actually be able to follow through with memorizing the word. And so for me, I said, but I can take the time and write it out. And if I write it out, I know we'll actually do it. And so that's what I did with the write the word on my heart curriculum. It was just, um, I just purposed it. I mean, I spent a couple of years writing it out and putting it together so that as kids, we could go through it. We could open it up five or 10 minutes a day. I could read it with them. They could do it. And that way I knew it would actually happen. Right. And it wasn't just left to like when we feel like listening to something or doing something. Yeah. And that's so important. And I love how you noted how the Lord is so faithful to bring those things to memory when we need it. I, I'm sure that many, many moms and dads who are listening have found that to be true in their own lives, but uh, you definitely see it with your children. And, and sometimes that's in a convicting way. You know, I, I, there've been several right. times when I have been, um, really convicted by what has come out of my children's mouths. Um, 
and and that childlike faith that it, it, the Lord just really uses all of you to disciple one another when you are all seeking him and in his word. And it is a mm-hmm. phenomenally natural thing. And you see the wisdom and the beauty of God's plan for his families. Um, and, and we're greatly privileged that we get to participate in it. Um, so, so Catherine, we, we are running out of time, but can you tell us where we can find the curriculum, but also where can, where can the families that are listening in connect with you and get more of the resources and, and so on that you have available? Yeah, sure. So the curriculum, write the word on my heart. It can be found on Amazon. That's, the, that's probably the first place most people go, but you can find it at Rainbow Resource or Christian Book. I know those are places a lot of homeschool families go. Um, and you can connect with me. I'm at write the word on my heart on Instagram. Um, or I, I blog at chroniclesofmommia.com. I write about homeschool and some things over there. Um, but, or yeah, so there's, there's all kinds of places you can find me online. I'm, I'm there and, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. And thank you for taking the time to, to join with us today. We will link all of those things that you just mentioned, all of those ways to connect with you. We'll put a link in the show notes to make sure it's super easy for people, um, to follow up on that. But also I wanted to encourage everyone, you know, as you are thinking about getting in God's word, there are a lot of resources that, that are available that would kind of help you be very deliberate with that. Like Catherine was noting, don't leave things to chance, actually have a plan and, and getting God's word together. I'll link, I did a, a discipleship guide for families, which is just one chapter a day. And you go through the narrative of the Bible in a year. So it is, mm-hmm. it's not every verse in the Bible, but you get a good overview of the narrative of the Bible. And it's going to give you an awful lot of jumping off points for your children, but also for some of you that have never read through God's word, this will give you a good overview um, as well. So I will link to that. You can start it at any time. I was very careful not to put January 1 on any anything because I know <laughs> some of us are not able to, to, if there's a date on it, it has to be on that date. But this is start anytime because there is no bad time to get in God's word with your family. Amen. Um, And then I just really encourage you to get a resource like Catherine's to help your children and you memorize God's word. As you are drilling these things with your kiddos, you are memorizing them as well too. So if this has been something that's hard for you or you've not been very good at, when you are really focused on helping your children memorize and grow, you are going to find that God is doing the same in your own life. So uh, take advantage of resources like this. And, and I think you'll be amazed at the change that God makes from top to bottom in your family as you are focused more on getting in his word together. So, so Catherine, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And to everyone else, thank you for hanging out with us today. I hope this has been a blessing and an encouragement and that you're challenged to really dive into God's family. And then I hope that we get to talk to you again real soon. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. 
Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.